1: Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about.
0: And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show.
1: But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences.
0: Which is why we created this podcast.
1: Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits.
0: We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits.
1: We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end Credits get the credit they're due. All right! chip Bob's Burgers fans.
0: Hi, friends.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: I actually don't have, like, a little, um... Pun? Pun to welcome, everyone.
1: Because um, I, I
0: forget. Oh. <laughs> I forget that we're doing that.
1: Um, you're Potter really excited?
0: This is why I love you. This is why I'm married to you.
1: That's It's my one skill.
0: That's not true.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: (laughs) You can make steel-cut oatmeal now. That's true.
1: I did learn how to do that this week, so uh, (laughs) I got that going for me. I'll just put that on the old uh, CV.
0: (laughs) First time you read it, you were like, 20 minutes? Yeah,
1: I was very (laughs) upset. I was like, I want to eat now.
0: All right. Do we have any business? before we hop into this episode
1: we do we have a new patreon subscriber to thank and we have to burger pun their name
0: let's do it
1: thank you so much whitney garcia moving forward you will be known as the split pea garcia burger
0: ooh we got split peas we got chia seeds We got a bunch of gratitude for joining our Patreon. We're so happy to have you there.
1: So excited to have you there, Whitney. Thank you for joining us. We hope you're enjoying all of those benefits there. And you're in our Discord chatting with everyone. And uh, you're enjoying all those bonus episodes and everything else we have to offer over there.
0: Fun! I have something also fun for what? us to do before we get into. Oh, here. yay! Um, is it burger puns this week? What are we doing?
1: We are doing burger puns this week. Yeah, we're okay. going back to the uh, the OG. old school. Yeah,
0: L to the OG. Oh no! Sorry, succession ended, and
1: this is old news now.
0: It's old news now. But is it you? You were convinced you're going to be depressed for like ever.
1: Yeah, I got over that pretty quickly. Okay.
0: <laughs> Anyway, I want to do a fun shout out. This shout out is for Lily. No, not Bob's mom, but Lily with two ls with two l's quite possibly our youngest listener, and she has a question for us that she would like us to answer. Oh, sure, but before we get there, I just want i I want people to know how cool Lily is. From what I've learned about her through her mom is that she basically has, she's the youngest child, just like Louise. And she also has the soul, the spirit of Louise as well. There was a whoopee cushion phase recently. Yes. Absolutely love that. So Lily's question is, does Bob's mom and the kid's grandma, Lily, spell her name? like Lily our listener spells her name
1: with two Ls before with the two Y. L's.
0: So Lily, I did a deep dive into this to make sure I got the absolute correct answer for you and Lily actually spells her name with one L. Um well actually two. L I L Y. But I have to say I think your version is cooler. L I L-L-Y. It's unique. And also, you have three L's in your name. One for Linda, one for Louise, and one for Lily.
1: Perfect. I love it. You got everyone covered there.
0: Yes. So, thank you for asking your question. I'm going to post in our carousel on Instagram how I figured out um, how Lily spells her name. It is on her gravestone in the episode from season 13. Um, and Linda, I believe wipes away the snow and it's right there. So that will be in our carousel. So you can see the proof too.
1: Yeah. For each episode you're listening to, we have a bunch of images that go with it to enhance your experience over on Instagram, Bob's credits, make sure you're following us so you can see all that stuff. And thank you, Lily. And thank your mom, Carrie, who we absolutely adore and we adore you as well.
0: All right. Shall we do some burger puns?
1: Yes, we should. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar?
0: I sure am.
1: The Relishful Thinking Burger.
0: Ooh, I love that. I'm going to go Max.
1: Yes. Okay. Pressure's on. The Tartar They Fall Burger. Say it again? The Tartar They they Fall Burger.
0: I'm not grasping it. The The harder harder they
1: fall, the tartar. It's a tartar sauce burger.
0: I understand tartar sauce. Oh, okay. Tartar sauce is something I understand. I yes, know. I love. It. Um, it's a phrase that's
1: the harder they fall. Max. Yes. Okay. You're
0: defending it a little bit we're too halfway much. halfway through it. Yeah. You're I like did get a little like like the harder.
1: Yeah. I was like, <laughs> come on, you don't know the saying. The saying. Come on. Your next pun is the horseradish whisperer. <laughs>
0: Uh, Bob's?
1: Oh, Max. No,
0: I was going to say that we love horseradish in this house.
1: We do. And your final pun is?
0: No, I knew that. I knew it.
1: Sorry, can't turn back time. Walk this way, Oli Burger. Max. Bob. Uh, Oh, man, you started off so strong. I was so close to, ugh. Wow.
0: um, We officially started creating... Bob's Burgers recipes, our own recipes. And so anytime you tell me a Bob's pun, I'm like, ooh, should we make a burger out of that? So that's why I'm trying to pay attention now. Yeah, but we made the Baby You Can Chive My Car burger on our Instagram. The recipe is posted in the caption. It's not from the official Bob's Burgers. We put our own spin on it. And by that, I mean we fried pickles, and a sour cream and onion potato chip crust for the wheels. So good.
1: Oh, my God. They were so good.
0: So go check it out. It's a really yummy burger. Now that I'm starving, are you ready for Skylar's side's The Fun Facts Before the Fun Facts?
1: Dish it, girl.
0: The day has come when I have found a Gilmore Girls Bob's Burgers Fun Fact.
1: Oh, this is all you've ever wanted.
0: All I've ever wanted. So we all know... Calvin, you at this point, if you've been listening to our podcast regularly, he co-wrote with his writing partner Stephen Davis a bunch of our favorite episodes. I'm talking the Haunting, Glued, Where's My Bob, Father of the Bob, Bleakening Part Two. Did was it just Calvin? Who Yeah, I think
1: they split those. They split those. Okay,
0: so. I was doing a deep dive into Kelvin because I have another fun fact for you when I stumbled upon this gem. Kelvin Yu, who got his start as an actor.
1: Yeah, he was on that. Um, what was that Apple TV show? Uh,
0: ser- not Search Party. After Party? After Party. After Party, yeah. Afterparty. Well, not only was he on After Party, he was on an episode of Gilmore Girls. What? Yes. Season two episode 13. I went and watched it this morning and I loved it. It was so good. So he is Lane's cousin. If you are a Gilmore Girls fan, you will know this episode. It's the one where the women in the town auction off picnic baskets and whatever male suitor Bids for yours, you get to have a picnic with them. So, Lane has hatched up this scheme where her cousin, cousin, her cousin David, who is played by Kelvin Yu, will bid on her basket to keep her mom happy. Meanwhile, she'll then switch the baskets and have a date with a boy that her mom, Lane's mom, doesn't approve of. So, the reason I went down the Kelvin Yu Rabbit Hole is that he is the creator of a show that just premiered on Disney Plus. Maybe you've seen the trailer. It's called American Born Chinese. It is based on the beloved graphic novel by the same name and it looks phenomenal. I just wanted to take a moment and shout this out because even if you're a prolific television writer with a successful career, getting to be the creator of a show is still a very very big deal. Just because you're a great TV writer doesn't mean it's going to happen for you. So I just wanted to take a moment and tell y'all to go watch his new show. It looks amazing and congratulate Kelvin.
1: Yes, congratulations. We haven't had a chance to watch it, but we're very excited to sit down and do that.
0: Yeah. Perhaps this weekend we
1: will get to. Should we get into this episode? Let's do it. Okay. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season eight, episode 10, please?
0: The title is The Secret Ceramics Room of Secrets. The kids need to make birthday presents for the grandparents. And, well, they'd rather do literally anything else, like play detective to track down a secret ceramics room from the 80s. They can just gift its forgotten ceramic pieces to their grandparents. Meanwhile, Teddy sets up shop at the restaurant's counter, fixing cracked iPhone screens.
1: This episode came out on March 18th, 2018. It was written by Dan Feibel and directed by Tyree Dillahaye. This is a fun episode. I love an episode where Louise, um, corrals all, all of them, her siblings, <laughs> and they just go along with her. Like it's, she's the leader of the group, even though Tina's the Kendall, the eldest boy, quote unquote.
0: How dare you (laughs) compare (laughs) Tina to Kendall? Her conscience is, like, so pure.
1: Yeah, as you see in this episode. I love the fact that Tina is the audience. Like, she's like, this is taking so much more time than just (laughs) making a gift ourselves. Why are we doing this? I love the reveal with Mr. Frond.
0: Tell us about it. Refresh people's memories.
1: Mr. Frond doesn't want this ceramics room to be found because he... Fixed a vote to become class secretary in seventh grade, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want the world to know this about him. He doesn't want the school to know. He wants the kids to believe that he is perfect.
0: Which brings us to kind of the lesson of the episode, which, sure, Louise is like, Let's do the right thing and make our own ceramics. She definitely learned a lesson. But I actually think the more interesting lesson here is what Tina says to Mr. Frond, and it goes right over his head, that it's like you should show your imperfections because you'll be more relatable to to your students who you're trying to help. Amen.
1: Sister friend.
0: Sister friend. (laughs) Mr. Frond does not get it, and he will continue being a not very effective guidance counselor. I will say making p- gifts for grandparents sounds as horrible to me as it does to the kids.
1: Yeah. It it does and but I also want to say that I do appreciate a episode that's kind of like centered around the grandparents without mm-hmm. having to see the grandparents because you know how we feel about Linda's mom.
0: I know. Ugh. Big Bob is is she, growing she, on us.
1: Yeah. Um, I made some pretty awful gifts for my parents and grandparents as a kid.
0: <laughs> I feel like if it had glitter and macaroni on it, your mom would have just been thrilled.
1: My mom had a necklace that kind of at – we'll see at the end, the last moment before the end credits, they make Bob just like a lump of clay. <laughs> my mom had a necklace that I made that was just like lumps of clay, pretty much like that. You're kidding. With food dye in them. And she kept it forever. But, but it did like she wear it? Thing. Not like, not like really wore it, but she put it on every now and then.
0: To what? Come out and
1: <laughs> just say, I'm wearing your necklace, honey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's sweet. That's effort. Yeah. Speaking of glitter, this is so random, but in the uh, Amelia Earhart episode in season 13, Louise doesn't know what to do for a project. She wants to get an A and. Linda is pitching her idea. She's like, maybe you could have like a cellist or something like that. And she's like, or glitter. And Louise is like, no. And Linda goes, oh, why not glitter? (laughs) (laughs) I love glitter. So
1: great. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash/host.
0: Do you want to talk about the Teddy story?
1: Of course, I want to talk about the Teddy story. This is classic Teddy.
0: Which, I'm sorry to interrupt, which storyline did you like better?
1: I honestly enjoyed them both. I thought they were a great compliment, showing, you know, the kids. Off doing their own thing at school, and this is what the parents are up to, yep. including Uncle Teddy, <laughs> dangerous Uncle Teddy. What, what does she call him? The
0: I can't remember. I don't know if it was right before dangerous. she gives him a little
1: punch in the in the stomach. It was so sweet, Louise.
0: I feel like anytime the kids refer to him as Uncle Teddy is like I feel like he goes home and documents it in his diary.
1: That reminds me that Gene comes in and he calls. Teddy Theodore, yeah. which so is good. the second time Teddy's been called that, apparently. So oh, I'm assuming Matt? that's no. his full name.
0: Or not, just a nickname. Not.
1: I always I always thought it was just Teddy Bear.
0: Oh, you thought that was his yeah. name on his birth certificate?
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I love the Teddy storyline. It's classic Teddy and Bob. Teddy kind of overstaying his welcome, and Bob just kind of <laughs> trying to get through it until he knows that it's going to, you know, fizzle, yes. fizzle out.
0: It's always interesting because in the beginning of these scenarios, I always think Bob should be a little more flexible. And I'm like, Bob, take it easy. I'm on Linda's side. But then Teddy always goes three steps too far. And I'm like, Bob was right the whole time. Mm-hmm. Team Bob.
1: Yeah. Teddy, it's fine. Take out your little pad and fix a th- thing, but yeah. don't. Spread out a toolbox and have a light that comes in and be shooting springs all over the restaurant.
0: In people's food. Screws whatever, yeah. Also playing music and singing
1: jazz. Ba da ba 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 ba. We get that again.
0: It's a disco. So we in listening to this, we realize that he sings if not exactly similar to his little disco song from uh, Christmas in the Car. Should yeah, we take when a listen? Yeah, when
1: he gets caught in the... Um... Santa Trap. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first part is dead on. Yeah.
1: That's It's a disco.
0: It's a disco. <laughs> um, some more random things. This one, we'll have to post a visual on our carousel. But when the kids are at the beginning of their adventure and Louise is making Tina break a hole in the classroom wall, and Gene is just very concerned about missing lunch. So he brings his lunch tray with his siblings into the room. The way he eats a french fry is maybe the funniest, loveliest thing I have ever seen. Can you explain it?
1: Yeah, he just kind of like puts it in the side of his mouth and eats it in, he eats it like it's, um, What's, what's that? <laughs> Is
0: that helping you? Yeah,
1: that's does everyone get it? Get it now? Okay,
0: so he lets go of the French fry like spaghetti.
1: Yeah, yeah, kind of. Like, just when, like munches it in.
0: It's hysterical. If I could get a video
1: clip in the carousel, I will. If not, you just got to go watch it yourself. It's at the um, what mark?
0: It's at the nine oh two mark. Yeah, it goes so fast. I doubt you've seen it before, but I was laughing out loud this time.
1: Yeah, another moment that I love that was just like so subtle was there's one scene that starts where they're all the uh, the kids are all at the playground. Yeah. And the scene starts with like Louise walking up to Jean and Tina and a kickball or like a handball kind of like gets in her way. And she just kicks it out of the way. It's, yes. so, it's so subtle and not necessarily the scene whatsoever, but it's, it's just hysterical. a great moment.
0: She's like, uh, get your bouncy ball away from me. I'm, I'm trying to talk shop with my sibs. Yeah. It was really funny. Two other things. One, which we've, already discussed, we get a little bit of Mr. Frond's backstory. He has been at that school forever. He attended Wagstaff. He works there now. I think it explains a lot about about Mr. Frond.
1: Yeah, this is our, our second episode in a row where we have a Frond flashback, because we had one in uh, E2 Gaga Tambien. Last week.
0: I don't remember at all.
1: Don't you remember he was like playing with the bugs and stuff outside? Oh, the roly-polies. Yeah, the roly-polies, yeah.
0: Yes. And we also get to see pocket-sized Rudy again. I
1: love a pocket-sized Rudy.
0: He, well, you don't really get to see him. Cameo. You get to see the top of his head. It's the best. It's a, it's a great running
1: joke. He, he has the bottom locker, of course.
0: Of course. And they make him trade to the upper locker. Poor guy. That's how I feel in our house. I
1: feel like Zeke would give him a little boost. <laughs> oh. Zeke has some great moments in this episode, too.
0: He really does. Mm-hmm. He totally like does.
1: Like when Gene's ringing his gong, and Zeke's like, this is the one day I didn't bring my gong.
0: Why is Zeke just the utter best?
1: He's so great.
0: He has such a good attitude about life, I think.
1: Yeah. Great side character uh, appearances in this episode. Even Jimmy Jr. Let's hear it. Tina gets to like blow him off the well, way he probably would to Tina, typically.
0: Exactly. I love when she does it. She also does it when she's like high on caffeine. She just can't even with Jimmy. And it's one of the most satisfying moments. But I thought this little montage sequence of her taking the drywall in cups and or all of the kids and having to make excuses for what this dry substance is was so funny. The first. Well, Gene says it's cocaine, yeah. which is hilarious. <laughs> Tina says it's dry baby formula. Yeah. And
1: Jimmy's like- I forgot the first like, one was.
0: Me too. Yeah. Jimmy's like, mm-hmm. she's like, it's it's not your problem, dude. Something like that. I
1: think those were the exact lines. <laughs> oh, she just rolled her You're eyes. You're such a silly- did, did everyone hear that? We also get, obviously, Mr. Ambrose. Billy Eichner is back. Mr. Ambrose causing trouble, as always.
0: So good. He is so good in this episode. Yeah. Always a joy.
1: Always causing drama. And we meet Rose Reynolds, who went to Wagstaff in the 80s, was heavy into ceramics, and is still heavy into ceramics. Voiced by, any guesses? One of our Not favorites. A one. one of our all time favorites.
0: Jillian. Don't do this to me. Pamela Adlon. Stop.
1: Yes. We love Pamela Adlon.
0: Obsessed. I'd love for my mom to pinotomy.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that was great. That was such a good moment, too, when the kids, like, revealed. <laughs> yes.
0: He's like, all right. She's like, Is that where right. kids come from? <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the only fun fact I have for you that we kind of, like, haven't covered here is the table read for this episode was exactly one year before the episode aired, which is interesting to me. I don't know, like, why, if that's Whoa. typical that it's that. I don't think it is.
0: No way. What's the point of there doing a some, table read? There must read. have been
1: some kind of delay at the time based on whatever Fox was airing, I don't know. Ugh, sports. 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 Sports.
0: I just have one other silly little thing. The first scene, we start in the kitchen of the apartment and either Bob or Linda has made pancakes for the whole family and I love... I think
1: it's Linda. Bob's sitting down. Linda's still standing up. Okay. So to remember. Yeah. Linda
0: makes pancakes, and they're all passing around the syrup, and, like, Linda has one, and Bob has three, and Tina has butter on top of hers, and they're all dousing their pancakes with syrup, and I love how it looks when they cut the pancakes. It's just a... I, I find it so endearing.
1: Yeah. It's super nostalgic. Totally. Pancakes were such a big, big child food.
0: Were McDonald's pancakes like after a sleepover a big deal in your life in the nineties?
1: They, I, I was never big on McDonald's pancakes for some reason. I know they were like, you know, the hotcakes are uh, people rave about them, but I was, I always wanted other breakfast stuff from there. Definitely one yeah. of their hash browns, delicious. I think I like the um, egg McMuffin.
0: I was obsessed. Good. with their good hash stuff. browns.
1: Yeah, all the hash browns were so good.
0: I don't think I had a McMuffin until I was an adult. But I remember the smell of the pancakes being really lovely, and they had those circular paths of balls of butter on top. And if I remember correctly, was it a styrofoam plate that you got with like a lid? Yes.
1: It's exactly uh, it. The nostalgia. We'll put a picture of it. <laughs> we'll put a picture of like the, the 90s hotcakes. Yes. And I also want to put a picture of the play place when I was a kid because... Now, these kids have like these beautiful ball pits and slide and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Mine was a death trap.
0: Really? It was like
1: if it was in the sun, it was all metal. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The, the 80s McDonald's play place, that's, a, that's in our carousel because it is a disaster.
0: Lily, let me explain <laughs> something about our childhood to you. I grew up in Texas, which is very, 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 very hot in the summer. So you had to wear shorts when you were kids. In the playgrounds, the slides were made of bright silver metal, and there was no shade. So if you wanted to slide down the slide, you had to risk it all and just burn the back of your legs, and it was totally worth it. Oof. <laughs> but uh, they, they started making plastic slides for your generation, I think.
1: It's, yeah, the metal in, like, playgrounds. Uh <laughs> Not a good deal. Should we get into the end credits here? Let's do it. Okay, so the last moment before the end credits, as we mentioned earlier, is just the kids have given their parents awful ceramic gifts, and they're asking about them. Hey, Dad, where's the gift we made to you? You mean this wet lump of clay? We didn't know what you wanted. Dads are so hard to shop for.
0: Think of it as the gift card of handmade gifts.
1: Thanks. Ah, uh, don't mention it. Make it in. What happens there, Skylar, as we get into these end credits?
0: We have the classic kitchen scene credits. We hear this music right away. And right away, we see that Tina and Louise are dancing in sync. They're swaying their hips together, which is rare. Normally, they're kind of doing their own dance moves. And then at the woo, Louise jumps around and starts doing a little boogie.
1: Towards the camera, yeah. Yes. and. Tina has not turned around. What happened?
0: Tina turns around, starts dancing, and then on that, whoo, they're kind of, uh, what's this? When you wave your hands up above your head?
1: S- waving their hands up above their head? mm
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, We get this, like, neon pink background, and one of their, sur- well, Jean's pinch pot. Mm-hmm. No, Jean made the cup. Uh, Louise's pinch pot. And it kind of flies across the air, leaving a translucent rainbow behind it.
1: And we're starting to kind of like, yeah, we're starting to kind of like leave the kitchen setting and we're going into like fantasy world here.
0: Yes. Kind of back across the screen. Okay. So the dun, 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 we get three different shots of the, of the three different ceramics that the kids made at is it rosemary's place roses roses roses, yeah so it looks like an a pinch pot an ashtray and a mug yeah so then the kids are now dancing on this floating i think it's it's you know one of the things they made but i think i don't know if it's a coaster an ashtray i don't know yeah i don't think it would be an ashtray
1: (laughs) against this purple background that we now have
0: Mm -hmm. i'd call it a fuchsia
1: fuchsia okay fair I'm making it my hand full of gram and grams. I'm making it my hand full of gram and grams. Bubba, it I said, "We're making and grams." I just let it play because the song's great. They're dancing around on this thing that's spinning.
0: It's spinning like a record player, and they're standing on it. And tell us about their dance moves, because all the kids are doing separate dance
1: moves. Yeah, okay, so the dance moves looked familiar to us, mm-hmm. and we realized that the same dance moves that they're doing in the bleak ending end credits, the, yep. the second half, the part two.
0: So Tina is doing this hand movement, which is left hand, right hand, and mm-hmm. then... Up, up, down, down. down, down.
1: Yes. And then Gene's doing like his like belly thrusts with Mm -hmm. his hands and Louise is just waving her hands around. Um and while it's spinning, you see more and more of those the ceramics they made flowing around with the translucent rainbow following them.
0: It really is reminiscent of like Lisa Frank. Remember when you would just like type in word when you were a kid and like do the rainbow font? Like it's it's giving nineties.
1: Yes, absolutely. And um, then like a little spiral forms in the ceramic as well. And that's Uh about it, I think, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's the original song. We have not heard this in the episode and the lyrics of the song that are really going to make this pop.
1: Oh, what a a good segue to reading (laughs) the lyrics. Okay, so the song is called Making It By Hand for Gram and Gramps. Cute. So you can guess what they're saying. Making it by hand for Gram and Gramps. Ooh. Making it by hand for Gram and Gramps. Ooh. It's the thought that counts. Don't look too close. (laughs) Making it by hand for Gram and Gramps. And then uh, m- 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 making it by hand for Gram and Gramps. I said, we're making it by hand for Gram and Gramps. And that's it.
0: I love the, it's the thought that counts don't look too close line. Yeah. Very funny. Highlights, lowlights. lights. Know who wrote this? Or?
1: No, it's always in like the end credits. I always forget to look. Yeah. <laughs> we need to start, need you to start had looking one it job I know. Your I know. Credits I w-
0: podcast. I
1: will start doing it, but.
0: Just kidding. You have like 17. I mean, a
1: lot jobs. of the times it's the writer who at least, like, writes the lyrics.
0: Yeah, but, but then sometimes... And
1: Lauren Bouchard's often involved. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to credit anyone who didn't write the lyrics mm-hmm. or the music. Highlights, lights.
0: It's a visual feast. It's just cute. Like, it I is. love the bright colors. I love the song. It really does just put you in a good mood.
1: Yeah, I like that it starts in the kitchen and then kind of gives us this fantasy. Mm-hmm. I guess lowlights, and this is just being picky because this podcast is reusing dance moves from one we just saw recently.
0: Yeah, although it was kind of fun to like notice that and start to associate those dance moves with those characters.
1: Yeah, I do like the dance moves. So yeah, I, it's great. not really low light. It's like lowlights on this are always like not really lowlights.
0: Right. That being said, this isn't a 10 for me.
1: No, um, it's not a 10 for me either. Should we score them? Yeah. Yeah. We score on a scale of a one to 10 H's at the end of Tina's. Uh.
0: I have mine locked in. Do you want to go first? No,
1: you go ahead. Cause I'm still kind of deciding.
0: I'm just going to give this a solid eight.
1: Yeah. I'll meet you at an eight. I'll meet I you could at an eight.
0: Go to an 8.5 because the song was original. I love the song. They didn't just reuse it from the episode. I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's solid. It makes me happy. It's a solid eight.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I have no arguments with that. I think it's right where it needs to be. It's a sweet spot there. Yeah. And it leaves you dancing the way Bob's uh, often does in the end credits. Just leaves you feeling good.
0: Uh, Amen.
1: So those are the end credits to the Secret Ceramics Room of Secrets. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and TikTok and wherever you do the social media thing. YouTube, Bob's credits all across the board. Leave us a review, please. It means the world to us. It helps us out so much. What else, Skylar? What else have to say before we get out of here?
0: Just stay crafty.
1: Oh, I like that. Should we go make some pottery?
0: I I prefer pancakes.
1: Cut to us performing the scene from Ghosts. <laughs> it's <That's> too intimate. <laughs>